Oh, good. Oh, start? All right. Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Stafford here at World of Smiles with our podcast, Mixed Dentition. And today joining me is my associate, Dr. Chioma Anwuka. Hello. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, the, <laughs> coming on the show today. Thank you. So I thought we could start off by just talking a little bit about you and your background, maybe talk about what brought you here to Portland. Yes, so um, I'm actually originally from Los Angeles area. Um, by way of Nigeria. My parents are originally from Nigeria, West Africa. Um, but I grew up in LA area. Um, I went to college um, at Stanford in the Bay Area and then uh, came back down to Southern California for dental school. Um, and then I fell in love with <laughs> pediatric dentistry, so I made my way uh, back to, uh, up to the Northwest. Um, and I completed my pediatric residency at the University of Washington. Great uh, so I graduated actually in 2012, mm -hmm. and then um, after graduation, I was toiling with the idea of moving to Seattle um, because my program was based in Yakima, which is about mm -hmm. two and a half hours or so from Seattle. And at the time, um, my sisters um, were just starting their families in the Seattle area. Nice. So I debated between staying in the Northwest or moving to SoCal, and I just decided <laughs> to, to move back uh, to, to be closer to my parents. Um, so I worked um, in Southern California for um, about seven years. And then um, in the meantime, I fell in love with uh, uh, Portlandy, Portlandier, <laughs> is, that a, is that a word or not really? Portlandier, I think it is now. Okay, so. Portlandian? Um, yeah. Portlander. I Portlander, think, that that's a good one. Portlandier is better. <laughs> so, um, all that being said, uh, I, you know, it just made sense for me to, to move back to the Northwest. So um, I moved um, to Portland in uh, the end of January of 2019. Um, so, and Yay. joined your practice in the meantime, <laughs> and it's, it's been great so far. Yeah, well, I'm so glad you fell in love with him. He's a, he's a great guy, <laughs> I've met him. <laughs> and selfishly, I'm glad that he brought you here. So it's yeah. been super fun having you in the office, and I feel like because we're both board certified and we have very similar ideals for our patients it's been very seamless to have you on the team so I appreciate it oh, thank you I'm happy to be here <laughs> so. Uh, so I think one of the things we can talk about is the first visit for kids mm -hmm. and kind of share with our audience that's listening out there yeah. how important it is oh it's super super important super um, important the whole goal now uh, with pediatric dentistry is prevention yes. so we love to in our office to talk to the parents provide them the information as far as um, steps at home uh, in terms of diet hygiene um, to help reduce their child's caries risk mm -hmm. typically speaking we do like to see um, our children um, within six months of their first tooth coming in or by their first birthday and again our whole goal is to, to give tips um, and then um, as far as helping to prevent cavities. Definitely. I think another important aspect of that, everything that you said, and it's so hard to meet parents when they've had a trauma to their mm. the child's mouth, yeah. and that's so hard for me when they're, say, a year and a half and I get this frantic call because the child's just fallen and broken a tooth or worse mm -hmm. and there's bleeding and it's it's just so hard on parents and so it's nice when they have somebody that they can call directly yeah. and we have a relationship already so they they know that they can trust us yeah. and bring their child and in. I agree it's having that dental home that place mm -hmm. that their child you know they know they can go to I, I agree it's super important yeah I always warn parents that have multiple kids too. It's usually the second or the third <laughs> kid <laughs> that takes the big tumble. Uh, 
Having two kids myself, I can tell you the second one is the rough and tumble. You're like, I've been um, there. So no. <laughs> Going through it. He's the one that I'm always like, ah, don't break a tube. <laughs> um, but yes, age one is our preference or within six months of that first tooth coming in to get kids into our office. And some other things we can talk about. Uh, why pediatric dentistry? I know we have the same, yeah, <laughs> same so, reasons for going into it. Yeah, so uh, growing up, I was always, I'm actually going back, uh, I'm one of five. So I have a big family um, and my parents, you know, I have lots of cousins, things like that. So, um, you know, for me, it's always been natural, like, like babysitting, things mm -hmm. like that. Um, so growing up, I used to babysit like my cousins and also um, I was a camp counselor. Um, so for me, I've always enjoyed working with kids. Um, and it, going in dental school, I knew I, I did want to specialize. And for me, it was just a perfect fit mm -hmm. um, because again, I love working with children. So. Yeah. I feel like when you go into pediatric dentistry, it chooses you. Like mm -hmm. there's just some of us that know that we're supposed to work with kids and it just, that's kind of our natural progression. Yeah. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. What is the most enjoyable thing for you to yeah. being a pediatric dentist? So um, over the years, I mean, like, of course, you know, taking care of cavities, making sure our, ca our ch <laughs> kids are cavity free is always rewarding. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, really building the relationships with the kids, the parents, the families that I've uh, seen over the years has been great. Mm -hmm. um, I've been in practice um, or finished with school for about seven years now. So um, while I was in LA, I, I really did have a chance to see, you know, a lot of the kids grow and, you know, over the years. Yeah. So it's been, it's been great. That's awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed that too. I also find it really rewarding when you see somebody that's fearful and maybe like mm -hmm. a toddler and yeah. then you kind of coax them out of it and yeah. then they leave happy. <laughs> like I agree with a that. Great, a great moment in the day, something <laughs> to celebrate as a team. <laughs> so thinking about different ways that we help families, what are some of the unique things we do as far as maybe more conservative mm -hmm. treatments? So in our, our office, um, it's great that we have one of the tools we have available is silver diamine fluoride. Mm -hmm. um, with that, um, it's pretty much an ointment. It's been around for decades actually mm -hmm. in Japan, um, but it's made its way to the U.S. Um, you know, uh, a few years ago. But pretty much the great thing about the silver diamine fluoride, it's an ointment or a cream you can apply to the tooth that helps to, in essence, freeze or stop the cavity from growing. So um, the great thing about it is we don't have to use the traditional route of uh, drilling, filling, um, if we're able to catch the cavity early, um, we can apply the silver diamine fluoride to the tooth um, in conjunction with good hygiene at home, yes. with healthy diet. Um, so many studies have formed that silver diamine fluoride does a very great job as far as arresting or stopping the cavity from growing. Mm -hmm. So um, it's, it's a great tool that we've used here in the office. Um, and um, I know you've told me uh, from you know the past patients you've seen over the years, it has done a great job. Yeah. Um, the ones you followed up with, mm -hmm. um, and as far as preventing those cavities from getting bigger. Yeah, I know, and it's nice when you can follow up with those patients every three months or every six months and see how it's stopping the cavities. Yeah. And you know, sometimes it we still have to do a filling, mm -hmm. but it's usually they're a little bit older and they're a little more accustomed to coming in, and it's yeah. just an easier treatment for our kids. So yeah. that has been a game changer, I think, for, for us. 
<laughs> tell me some tips and tricks that you tell parents and how we educate our families as far as how old kids should be when they're brushing and you know maybe some tips for our families listening that str are struggling with that routine yeah so a lot of parents uh, have told me oh I have a two-year-old or three-year-old that really wants to brush their teeth all by themselves mm -hmm. um, and that's great that their kids are encouraged that they want to um, you know be uh, you know on top of their their hygiene we want to definitely encourage that but after their child is done brushing it's highly recommended that parents follow up um, uh, just as best as they can just to uh, to brush their teeth yes. um, most kids you know just don't have the manual dexterity mm -hmm. uh, the coordination to be able to, to properly clean their teeth not until age eight or nine or so so um, again we really do emphasize that parents should really be involved in terms of their child's um, oral home care definitely and helping with flossing as well yeah right. so yep. yeah one of the most common areas that cavities do occur in the baby teeth are between the back uh, molars so mm -hmm. it's it's really beneficial uh, to start flossing your child's teeth anytime the teeth are, are in contact or start coming together unfortunately you know the bristles of our toothbrush won't be able to fully clean any spots where the teeth are in tight contact um, so we do recommend uh, flossers um, especially for younger kids it's a great way to, to, to uh, get between the teeth <laughs> yep and I think something that parents are often surprised about is the last baby tooth doesn't fall out mm -hmm. until the kids are 10 to 12 years yeah. of age so there can be a significant you know there's is that broad range. Mm -hmm. um, I describe it to parents like a bell curve. There's some kids that are on the earlier side of uh, the teething average and then later, but um, you know, we oftentimes see teething up until age 12 or so. Right, which is surprising. I mean, kids are in middle school mm -hmm. at that age. Mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, as I explained to parents, and I know you do as well, if they get a cavity in the baby tooth, sometimes that baby tooth is touching the permanent tooth mm -hmm. and that bacteria is spread. Yeah. And then the permanent tooth, unfortunately, can end up with a cavity, which yeah. is why we're always trying to get good habits. <laughs> <laughs> Brushing twice a day and yeah. flossing. That's what, that's what makes us happy. <laughs> Um, so, any other tidbits to give our uh, listeners out there, Dr. Anwuka? Yeah, so, um, other thing too is diet plays a huge role. I know, yes, um, agreed. you know, it's very clear, okay, we need to avoid candies, things like that. For most uh, households, they understand that, but it's not just uh, uh, candies, it's also, um, you know, chips, crackers, cookies, any mm -hmm. sort of fermentable carbohydrate has the potential of creating a, a source of uh, uh, fuel for the bacteria in our mouth that cause the cavities. So um, we really emphasize in our office a healthy diet. Mm -hmm. um, so fresh fruit, um, cheese is great, uh, nuts, lots of fr uh, water, plain water. Um, uh, so again, we also emphasize uh, nutritional counseling yes. with our parents, our families, and our children here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one thing that you and I do um, that I just love about you, <laughs> um, is really talking about nutrition and diet with our families. And because we see families a couple times a year, we can kind of check in and see where they're at and talk about the dangers of snacking yeah. and how that can impact their teeth as well as their overall body health mm -hmm. and trying mm -hmm. to keep our whole families as healthy as we can. Yeah. Doing our part. I'd also like to mention that on our, if you check out our website, visitworldofsmiles.com, you'll find some resources that are very helpful, 
brushing charts, breaking the binky or the finger or the thumb habit chart. We also have a new chart that you can actually record the dates of when your child starts to lose teeth and you give it up to the tooth fairy and when to expect those teeth coming in. I have to tell you, I made that chart <laughs> because I now have a seven-year-old and a few months ago he started losing teeth and I was like, I need a chart to record <laughs> this. And I was so excited because I uh, put together this whole chart and now we can hand it out to yeah. our families. And, and I've given the, that handout out and oh, good. the families really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, that's great. Being able to track the, the teething and also to see ahead when uh, the, the baby teeth, uh, like the, for instance, the back teeth should typically fall out. Mm -hmm. And that's all written down on that, that chart. Yeah. And that's downloadable on our website too if you um, don't have to be a patient or come in, just download mm -hmm. it and start recording those teeth coming out for all you scrapbookers out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you and Dr. Chiyoman Wuka for being in my practice. I think you are such an amazing doctor oh, and you. <laughs> I appreciate you as a doctor and a friend. Oh, so thank, thank you. you. I appreciate it. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for having me on your podcast. Thank you. And to all our listeners, thanks for being out there and remember, fill the world with smiles. Yay.